Basketball has officially entered the second half of the season. This is a time for teams to prove if they are contenders or pretenders. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is giving players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Get on the action now to claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when you use the code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, and assist means so much more with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy lineup. Download the DraftKings app now and use the code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN. You can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, this is Getting Bullied. And I am your host, Mark Giannone. Follow me on Twitter at MarkFlagman2Ns. Follow this show at underscore Getting Bullied. Get this and every single episode of Getting Bullied through the Hockey Podcast Network. Literally anywhere you get your podcast. And they are at HockeyPodNet on Twitter. Well, here we are. I think that this is uh, as close to rock bottom as we're going to get as Flyers fans this season. If you really look at, the, at how this season has gone, I tweeted out last night that this has to be, as far as recent memory goes, this has to be one of the most disappointing seasons the Flyers have had. Coming into this season, so many people, not even locally, nationally, for the people out there, they get pissed off every time the Flyers don't get national recognition. They were getting it all summer or whatever it was, fall, whenever the offseason was. You know how weird things have been. But in any event, like everybody and their mother was putting the Flyers over as one of the best teams in the league and one of the teams to watch to not only win the uh, not only win their division, but but to make a serious push at winning the Eastern Conference and going to the Stanley Cup Finals. And it has not been, I mean, to start this season, like maybe what, the first month, month and a half, they they looked like a, a, a solid team that, you know, probably didn't have everything they needed to make that push. But you thought with the right moves at the deadline, if they keep up the way they're going, this team could really step on the gas during the second half of the season, going into the playoffs, whatever. And that's just not the case. They have gotten worse and worse as the season has gone on. And again last night, a 4-3 loss to the Devils. And if you just looked at the score, if you, whatever, if you didn't feel like watching the game, if you had a prior engagement or whatever, and you didn't want to watch that game or you couldn't watch that game, and you woke up this morning and you saw 4-3, fuck, they lost again to the Devils, a team that I said that they absolutely should have gotten 16 points from this season. There should have been no reason why the Flyers lost a single game to the New Jersey Devils all season. And then last night, they end up dropping one 4-3. And it wasn't even that close. There was a late-game push where they got two goals and made it a one-goal game. But the second period, and this has been a trend all season long, were just putrid, just terrible second periods that crippled this team. And it was the same thing last night. They, they allowed a late one bullshit goal in, the, in late, late, late in the first period. And, they, and the Devils go up 2-1. 
And then they just opened the floodgates with two more in the second period, 4-1 going into the third. And the Flyers do what they do so many times, not even this year, but last year, the year before that, the year before that, where they make this late push and make it look like it was close and get people excited, and they end up losing anyway. And this team's just not good enough. Everybody knows it now. I mean, this team has been exposed like never before. They are exposed like a stripper late night at the club. Everybody sees what they are, and everybody knows how beatable this team is. They're just not good. Chuck Fletcher spoke today and was probably as honest as I could have expected him to be. You know, midseason, anytime you get these midseason State of the Union addresses from general managers, it's hard to get a straight answer out of them. It's hard to get an answer where they don't, you know, you, where a reporter asks a question and it doesn't take them 30 minutes to answer that question and they don't really ever answer the question. He was very candid, he was very honest, and he was very open about the state of this team because I think he knows that the, he can't bullshit these, this fan base. I think he knows that everybody else knows what's right in front of them. And him going up there and saying that they're, you know, close to making a push or they're, you know, like Gabe Kapler did with the Phillies a couple of years ago when he just kept saying every fucking press conference, he would just come out and say, well, you know, we still have a run in us. This team has a run. I feel that this team has a run. And that run never came. And everybody knew that run was never going to come. And Gabe Kapler just went up there every night and lied to the fans as if they were stupid, like they didn't know what was going on right in front of their faces. And Chuck Fletcher didn't do that because he knows that people are smarter than that. He knows that people actually watch the games and can see that this team isn't close and this team isn't a move or two away to turn them into a Stanley Cup contender this year. This year is a wash. It's time to forget about this year as a step forward. It's going to be a step. It'll and it all depends on Chuck Fletcher going forward. What if it's a step back or if it's a step forward, not in the sense of playoff experience, because I don't think this is a playoff team. They are too flawed. They are not getting it off from too many guys. They are too poor defensively for you to convince me that this team is going to make the playoffs. And if they do, it, I can't see them getting any anywhere out of the first round. There are there are a lot of better teams that they would have to play, and it would just be a shit show. And there's a lot of debate going on on Twitter right now amongst the fans and writers saying, you know, what do you do with the ten- at the deadline? The deadline's rapidly approaching, and we know what this team needs. And I think it's pretty obvious. And I've seen a, a few other people say this, and it- I think that this is the plan that makes the most sense. It's that you make moves at the deadline, you buy at the deadline. You don't look at things in a vacuum as far as just this year and buy for this year and buy expiring contracts. You buy for the future. Because at the deadline, you know, as compared to, and it depends what you're getting, and it depends who you're dealing with, but you got you have to buy for the future. You have to make moves that, you know, not so much expiring deals where you're going to have to negotiate with guys. I mean, if you get a guy like that, fine. I know the expansion draft worries people, but, I mean, at this point, is there really anybody on this team outside of, like, three guys that you would be heartbroken if the Flyers lost in the expansion draft? Because I wouldn't. There's a lot of guys, there's a lot of headaches on this team that the Flyers would be beneficial to have this person, to to have any number of these guys taken in the expansion draft. I mean, just go down the roster. I don't think, I don't think anybody should be safe. I think there's three guys that 
I would absolutely not trade it. That's Joel Farabee, Sean Couturier, and Carter Hart. Everybody else could be had. I understand that it's way more difficult to trade a guy like Giroux for obvious reasons, for longevity, for no trade clause, for contract, and Voracek, age and contract. You could throw age and Giroux, too. I think I think Voracek could be moved. I don't know. I, I don't want to speculate as to what could or cannot be done, but the bottom line is this. There's not, outside of those three guys that I named, I would not care. I would not be heartbroken. I would not lose sleep over over losing anybody else on this team because the bottom line is this, and I think the fans have finally come to this realization. It's not the coach. It's not the general manager. It's the fucking players. We've had this same core for, what, three coaches now? And it's the same results every time. It's slow starts or it's not putting a full 60-minute game together. It's sloppy play. It's stupid play. It's dumb penalties. It's the players. This collective group of players just doesn't work. It's just not going to get it done. They've tried everything. They've tried new general managers. They've had Holmgren. They've had Hextall. Now they had Fletcher. They've had different coaches. Vino, Hextall, Baruby. Even under Scott Gordon, it wasn't good. It was the same song and dance from this team because these players aren't good enough. They are not good enough. The, the, the players that you're relying heavily on, have, heaviest on are not good enough to take a team to the next level. You can praise, and, and, and they deserve it. They deserve uh, Guys like Voracek, guys like Giroux, you know, the elder statesmen that have been here forever, they deserve all the credit and the accolades that they get from the fan base. But they have not been good enough to take this team to the next level. I mean, look, it's not it's not a matter of debate. It's not a debate. You don't need to fucking defend Claude Giroux. You don't need to f- defend Jake Voracek or Ivan Provorov or anybody else. Because that's it's not it's not a matter of debate. It's a matter of fact that this team hasn't made it out of the second round since 2010 for a fucking reason. Because the players that they brought in aren't good enough. And they haven't been good enough. This core hasn't been good enough for uh, 10, 11 years now. How many coaches have we had since then? How many general managers have we had since then? But again, you're going to see people on Twitter. I see people on Twitter saying, I think it's safe to say that uh, Elaine Vino has lost a locker room. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, another coach lost a locker room to this, to this bunch of players that think that their shit doesn't stink and they do no wrong. So let's get another guy in here. Fuck it. At the end of the year, let's fire Elaine Vigneault and let's bring in somebody else. And somebody else could beat their head against the wall with the same bullshit group of players that's just going to go out there and do the same fucking thing they do anyway. So they need to seriously... This is it. This is 2011 all over again. That's what this off, That's what I expect this offseason to be. 2011 all over again. That was the summer that they traded Carter and they traded Richards. Jeff Carter, not Carter Hart. You know that. But the but yeah, that was the year that they shook everything up. That's when we got Voracek. That's when we got the pick that brought us Gatoria. That's when we got Wayne Simmons, Braden Shen. They revamped their team with two trades. That's what this season, this offseason needs to be. Fuck, even in season, at the deadline, moves like that need to be made. 
They need to take a hard look in the mirror and say, which players are which players are going to get us the most? Because nobody's safe, except my three. Only ones that are safe. Patrick can go. Konechny can go. Provorov can go. Fucking you name them, they can go. Drew can go. JVR can go. Whatever. And, and, like, don't make a move. I'm not saying make a move for the sake of making a move. Like, don't go to Claude Giroux and say, we want to send you to fucking, I don't even goddamn know. We want, we want to send you to Arizona uh, because for fucking for Phil Kessel or some bullshit like that. Like, don't make a move just to make a move. Don't, tr- like, I want Claude Giroux to be a flyer for forever. But if a move, but if a, if if they if they accept calls on Claude Giroux, and they believe that okay, this this makes us better. If if the team is if the team the tree the the team that wants him is willing to take on salary, and if they're if you know if they're a contender, if they could be a contender with him, then fuck you go to him and say, look, this is what we're offered. We think this makes us a better team. It is nothing against you, but the assets we bring in are more valuable to us right now. Then Claude Giroux at 33. It's just a fact of the matter. It's a matter of time. Time fucking waits for no one. Time gets everybody. You could get all the cliches out there. This is the most... I feel like we say it all the time. But this uh, this is a belief of mine that's so strong that this is the most pivotal offseason the Flyers have had in a decade. Because you look at this young crop of players, you look that you could revamp your team with by getting rid of some guys. Where it's not like this is an old roster, an aging roster that, you know, the guys are past their prime and you're just going to be getting a bunch of, you know, scrap heap picks and things like that. These are guys that are either entering their prime or already in their prime that as main guys on this team clearly aren't good enough to get the Flyers where they need to be. But as an accent piece on another team, could take a team to the next level and make them a Stanley Cup contender. And a team would be willing to could be willing to trade, you know, serious assets for something like that. I mean, you look at a guy like Travis Konechny. He's got the ability to be a 30 goal scorer, I believe. He's for whatever reason and maybe I'm wrong. I could be fucking dead wrong because he's got like what, five goals all season dating back to the playoffs last year where he did nothing. So, and that's that's the point. Where we just need to come to the realization that these guys, that for one reason or another, that we fell in love with it as fans. And a lot of it was based on hype and potential by Twitter, saying that this guy's so great, can't miss prospect, whatever you want to say. But it's time for everybody to just realize that the team's not good enough and these players aren't good enough. And these players that we fell in love with, they need to go to make this team better. This is where we are Philadelphia Flyers fans. We're not Philadelphia Ivan Provorov fans. He's not the team. No one player is the team. You got to get out of your head this fucking love affair that some fans have with players. As if they're best friends. As if they hang out all the time. These are guys that you don't know and who don't know you. And haven't done a damn thing for you as a player. What, like, what moment has Ivan Provorov delivered to to fans that's just like wow I'm never going to forget that where he where he just gets all this adoration and all this praise that like he is the second coming of Bobby fucking Orr Claude Giroux is giving you those moments 
But outside of Claude Giroux, who is really who is on this roster right now that deserves this over the top love affair that the Flyers fans love to give this team? Not a fucking soul. Not one soul. There hasn't been a big playoff moment for many of these guys because there haven't been significant playoff runs from these guys. They are just, they're athletes, they're mercenaries. They come in, they're hired guns to come in and try to win championships, and this team's not doing it. This team's not going to win a championship this year or even next year as currently constructed. And I loved what Chuck Fletcher said today in his press conference. Again, so honest, so refreshingly fucking honest out of Chuck Fletcher that he didn't come up there and try to just shovel bullshit down our throats like this team's closer than they really are. Here's a huge one from Chuck Fletcher today. Direct quote. I think the makeup of our group probably is not right. I think that's a fair comment. I think we do need to address that moving going forward to get the right mix, and certainly some of our young players need to continue to take steps. Yeah, no shit. He could have tried to spin that any which way, and he didn't. He came at everybody as real as he possibly could. Even Elaine Vino said it as far as the blue line goes, where he said they just didn't get the right guy to replace Matt Niskanen. Like, losing Matt Niskanen should not have hurt the Flyers as much as it did. Nobody stepped up in Matt, in, in, to replace Matt Niskanen in-house. Phil Myers did not. Travis Sanheim did not. Shane Gossespierre did not. Nobody stepped up. One, of the, one damning comment was he said that... Uh, Eric Gustafson has played, quote, as advertised. Well, if he has played ad- as advertised, then you need to fucking reevaluate what you're doing as far as evaluating talent in the NHL. Because if, you if you're saying that he play, he's played as advertised and he's been terrible this season, then I don't know what you're looking at if that was as advertised and you brought him in anyway. Because that would, that would suggest to me that what he's playing like this year, he played like last year, and you signed him anyway. He's just trying to cover his ass on a, tr- on a signing, that ch- on a cheap signing, a desperate signing that he made in the offseason that he probably never had a ton of faith in to begin with. And he's just doubling down on that bad bullshit move. Because that's what that is. And that was a bullshit comment, and you're going to get that. And he defended, you know, here's another one. Uh, this is from Charlie O'Connor on Twitter. He said, uh, Fletcher defends his young players, says that they obviously haven't been good enough this year, but they that he fully expects that they are going to turn it around. Notes the unique difficulties of this season as a reason to not overanalyze their play and write them off. And again, you know, this takes me back to the fucking Eagles, too, from from last from their past season. All they did was beat the dead horse of, of COVID as reasons why they weren't playing good and why their players weren't stepping up and doing what they needed to do. I don't want to hear that. I don't. It's not exclusive to the Flyers. And I understand they had two weeks where a lot of guys didn't play. But even before that, were you really impressed by Nolan Patrick or Oscar Lindblom? Oscar Lindblom has really come on the last couple of games, and I'm very happy to see it because they need that out of them. But... Even before the two-week kind of hiatus thing where they were missing half their team, it's not like those guys were really lighting the world on fire. They had a short off-season. These are guys in their fucking early 20s, so they shouldn't be, I mean, I can't imagine that they're that run down. I understand this is a tough sport, but, like, you know, come on. We're, you're pro athletes here. You're world-class class athletes. They all have the best conditioning of any athletes in the world. 
I mean, they're ridiculous. And this is the same, largely the same group that they played with last year. So I don't want to hear chemistry and continuity as a problem either. Just face the facts. Don't give me that COVID is a reason why guys aren't aren't progressing the way you want to. Just face the facts that they're not they're not progressing the way that you, you want to because maybe they're just too comfortable here. Maybe they feel they don't need to. That's why there needs to be a shakeup. You need to get rid of a name, a guy. Not just anybody. You need to just really shake things up if you're Chuck Fletcher. And it sounds like he's he's going to be aggressive. He called them buyers at the deadline. And that's great to hear. Because there could be moves that could be made that could get them into the playoffs this year. Those moves exist. It's just that there has to be a willingness from the organization to make those moves. There has to be a willingness to get rid of draft picks and and highly touted prospects to get in serious NHL talent, not the Eric Gustafsons of the world. We need the Matthias Eckholms of the world and the Ryan Ellis's of the world. Like These names are out there for a reason because they're available, they can be had, and the Flyers just need to get off their fucking hands and make those moves. And it's not just about this year. I don't expect them to win the Stanley Cup this year. But they need to just start the offseason early. I expect a huge offseason with a lot of changes and a lot of shakeup to this roster. And it needs to start now. Because right now, not every team is looking to do that. So just take the advantage and say, look, we're still like we're not shutting the season down. We're not going to tank. We're still making a push for the playoffs. But in doing that, we're also looking forward to next season. Because once the offseason starts, everybody's looking to improve. <clears throat> right now... <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of teams probably don't know what they have. They're, they're not sure what they want to do. So be proactive, be aggressive, and go get these players that are available because once the offseason starts, it's going to be a fucking bidding war for these guys. So just do it now. Get them in here. Get them acclimated. Use it as an extended training camp, if you will, to get acclimated to the system, to get acclimated to these players, so that way when training camp starts in the summer, you're hitting the ground running with, okay, there's already chemistry here. I already know some of the guys I'm playing with. I feel comfortable with some of these guys. We can make this work. That's the plan. That is a good plan. That's what the Flyers, that's what I believe the Flyers should do. Not sell. Don't go out there and fucking sell these guys for prospects and draft picks. That's not what you want. You need to acquire NHL talent. You need to acquire good NHL talent. Not, you know, not another third pair D guy. You need a top four D guy. Top two especially. I think it's pretty obvious that Ivan Provorov needs a solid 1A on that top pair. He can't carry the line. He can't. And they're trying, they've tried everything in-house and none of it worked. Shit, Shane Gossespierre misses two games, and the first fucking game he comes back, they put him on the top pair. They didn't like his defense. That's a reason for benching him for two games. But hey, when you're back in the lineup, we're putting you on the top pair. So what sense does that make? They've tried everything. Everything they've tried on that blue line. Nothing's worked. It's just like the Eagles' offensive line. Nothing worked there either. So you know that what you have in-house isn't good enough. So you need to unload. You need to unload some of these guys, let them go somewhere else, and try to make a name for themselves there and get what you can. Get in good players. This team is largely right now consisted of players that the Flyers have drafted, which is great. That's great that they've drafted enough guys to compile as enough of them to create 
a roster that is largely homegrown talent. That's tremendous. But that homegrown talent's not good enough to take you to the next level. And I think the Flyers finally realized that. And it's time to get rid of something. Another reason why you draft, another benefit of drafting well is not only, obviously, having guys that can make up your roster and, and, and play well for you, but they can help you acquire better players, better talent. And that's what the Flyers, that's the position they're in right now. This this roster, this core has has been beaten to the ground. They've tried everything. They've tried new coaches. It's not the coaches. I do give a lot of I do put a lot of the heat on the coaching staff for things like special teams and and, and stuff like that. Yes, I believe that changes are coming with that in the offseason as well. Won't be surprised if Terry and Yo are out. Or just Terry and they you know, let Yo run the power play. Who the fuck knows? But the point is, you can't pinpoint just the power, or I'm sorry, just the coaching staff for why this team is playing the way they have. You have to look at the players at this point. There's no one else to look at. And it's it's refreshing in a way to realize that, or at least to think as a fan that the organization sees that. And the comments by Chuck Fletcher today, just that one where he says, we don't have the right mix, that tells you all you need to know, that change is coming, and it's going to be a big one. Because I don't think that he is in the position, right? like last year, I don't think he's in the position like he was last year where he just tried to add guys like Nate Thompson and you know whoever else to you know, just try to bolster the team a little bit. Because the team was playing well last year at the deadline. So that's, you know, you make a little move here and there. Like, you weren't going to trade anybody significant as far as a forward or defenseman goes because they were the team was playing well. So you just tried to add, you know, I got what he, I got what he did last year. He tried to add, you know, just a little edge, a little bit of grit, some veteran, you know, a veteran, a couple of veterans that have, you know, been around the block a couple times. So I got that. But that's not this year. That's not the move that needs to be made. There needs to be something way more significant and something that's going to make a lot more noise than bringing in Nate Thompson or fucking whoever the hell else it was. I can't even think of his name right now. That's how insignificant it was. So he's made a lot of insignificant trades. The Niskanen trade was probably his biggest one. Even Justin Braun, who's probably been the Flyers' best defenseman since he's coming back from COVID, which is great to see. But again, he's an aging player, and if the Flyers don't make the playoffs and I mean, you have a guy like Justin Braun who, you know, he's here because of, you know, his kind of his years in the league. And he's really the guy that, you know, he's made deep playoff runs with San Jose when he was there. And that's where you're really going to get the value out of a guy like Justin Braun is in the playoffs when, you know, you need to dig deep and you need guys like him that have been there, done that and know what to do and how to preserve themselves and when to turn it up and, and everything like that. But if you're not in the playoffs, then you're not really getting the full value of what a guy like Justin Braun is supposed to be here for with such a young defensive core. I'm just, I see a lot of people and me, me included that are just really at their wits end with, with the flyers because it's every year. It's the same thing. Every year, it's the same fucking thing that we're having the same conversa- conversations and arguments about, you know, whose fault it is and who needs to do better and people defending their guy and just enough. 
Just accept that this team's not good. This is not a good hockey team. There's too many. There's too much instability. There's too much inconsistency. There's too. There's too many holes on this team for you to honestly say that this is a good hockey team. This is a flawed middle of the road hockey team that has a, that has talented players that can be used to acquire other players. And, and like, you're not gonna, you know, you're not. It's not like you're gonna go out and get like a Connor McDavid or anything like that. Like Johnny Gaudreau could be a real thing in the off season. Maybe even at the deadline. Who knows? Like, that could happen. Something like that. Like, that's what they need. A shake-up like that. A guy like Johnny Gaudreau to come in here that makes a significant impact and not just a guy that, like, eh, you know, he just kind of, his game is really kind of the same as everybody else's and, you know, he's just out there, you know, trying to make plays for guys and not really, you know, not really making a difference. Just kind of existing. That's all these flyers do. They just fucking exist. They're just out there. They're just out there filling a role. They're not out there trying to make a difference. Not one player on this team. I mean, Joel Farabee, yeah, he's he, he looks like a guy that could be a difference maker. Claude Giroux has been a difference maker. And even in recent games when they've been down, you've seen him really turn his game on and put the team on his back. He's, he does what Claude Giroux fucking does. <coughs> but the bottom line is, you know, and I don't think Giroux is going to go anywhere. But that conversation is definitely coming. Whether it be him retiring as a flyer or, you know, him getting traded or something. The the light is at the end of the tunnel as far as his career. And goddamn, I mean, if there's ever been a guy that you, it's like, you know, you don't want to see him go the way of Brian Dawkins with the Eagles where he was a tremendous player here, fan favorite here for years. And then, you know, the Eagles did what they did and, and didn't want to sign him. They fucking lowballed the shit out of him. He goes to Denver, and then he ends up retiring, and he never got the Super Bowl. And you don't want to see that with Claude Giroux. You know, you kind of, you finally want there to be a feel-good story where one of these guys that have been here forever and done so much for the team in the city gets theirs here. You know, we, too many times we've seen, we've had to watch from afar as, as, as some of our favorite players go elsewhere to win championships. And we have to root for that team just because of that one guy. It happens all all the fucking time. I don't have to tell you that. I mean, the Flyers need to, if they if they want to keep Claude Giroux, and they are committed to keeping Claude Giroux, fine. But they need to do everything in their power to get that guy a Stanley Cup before he fucking retires as a Flyer, because he can't. He can't. He absolutely cannot go down as that guy for this team that had that's been that's was there forever. You know, he, he's among he's among like the top five in so many stat columns. He's one of the top three or four top flyers ever. You know, it's 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 Clark, it's Perrant, it's Lindros, and it's him. He's in that top four, top five. You can't let this guy go without doing everything you possibly can to win him a Stanley Cup. He deserves it and we deserve it. And the ball's in Chuck Fletcher's court at this point. I think he realizes, he said as much today, that this team's not good enough. He knows it. He's got to make changes. And I think those changes are coming, and I think they're going to be significant changes. And I think we're about to embark on the biggest Flyers offseason shakeup since 2011 when they, tra- when they traded their two franchise players, Mike Richards and Jeff Carter, and got a boatload of assets that... Some are still here, and others, you know, 
paid significant dividends in the years after that trade. Again, never resulted in a Stanley Cup. Too often we said that, but still, I mean, those trades helped change the course of the Flyers and put them in, I, I mean, I guess it was a good position. They never really made too much noise in the playoffs, but it is what it is. This is a different GM, these are different players, and it's time for that sort of shakeup because it's just time. There's nothing else to say. It's just time for that kind of shakeup, and we deserve it, and I think it's coming. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Flagman, two ends. Follow the show at underscore getting bullied. And get this in every episode of Getting Bullied through the Hockey Podcast Network. They're at HockeyPodNet on Twitter. And you can literally get this show anywhere you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple, whatever. Uh, Subscribe, rate, and comment. Please, please, please subscribe, rate, and comment on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it is now. If If you have an iPhone, just fucking subscribe, rate, and comment. That's all I can say to you. Please. Very much appreciated. So we'll see. As as and as disappointing as this month has been, we'll see as it goes forward what happens with this Flyers team. They have another game tomorrow night on Thursday, and all you could do, you never know what you're going to get. You don't know what you're going to get from game to game with this team, so all you could do is watch and, and pray. So until I talk to you again later this week, everybody enjoy your life, and let's go Flyers.